That's a good way to start and learn how to reduce my stress, anxiety, and overwhelm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we are going to get started. Thank you for joining us as we elevate the Black entrepreneur experience by interviewing CEOs, thought leaders, innovative thinkers, and Black entrepreneurs across the globe. I'm your host, Dr. Frances Richards. Our next guest, her model is, we are to live well in order to truly reap the benefits of a well-ordered life. Welcome, precious Fuller. And she is going to talk to us about reduced stress, anxiety, and overwhelm. Thank you, Dr. Francis. I'm so happy to be here. Why don't you start out by sharing with our audience, I've given them a brief bio about them, about you, but why don't you fill in the gaps and share with our audience what you'd like them to know about you and your Okay, sure. I am a... I don't want to say average because I'm I'm not average as in none of us are average, but I'm a regular person in the sense that I have similar life experiences as other people, but I have an extraordinary calling in the sense that um, I have a desire and an ability to connect with others to help us reach for better in our personal lives and in our society as it applies to our connections and relationships with people and our understanding and application of truths. And um, let's see, as far as any gaps that there could be, I don't know, but I will say this, I am an HSP, which some are familiar with that acronym, as a highly sensitive person and an empath. So things that happen in life, in my life and in the lives of those around me and in my world at large, as I'm made aware of those happenings as well, I'm impacted and I'm impacted on a level that sometimes stays with me. And because of that, I've had to learn what to do with that and how to um, to bring the most good. And in learning that process, it has also helped me to be equipped to support others in the same journey because we are all interconnected and what happens impacts us all, whether we are aware of it at that time or not. And to what degree uh, it impacts us, we may not always be aware, but I know it does. So as I learn, it helps me to know how to reach out to others in a powerful way and in an effective way. You started the conversation with the acronym HSP. Why is that important? Well, it's it's important because we all are impacted by experiences and we all feel things that happen to us or that register as important to us. As an HSP, it's heightened awareness. So the, the things that would impact society or people at large affect us all, irregardless. They just, it just does. However, to take it a step further and be an HSP, your level of impact is heightened. And it's not something that you just turn on and off. It's something you have to learn how to process. So the reason it's important is because I've had a personal investment and needing to know how to reduce stress, anxiety, and overwhelm because I was a prime target for it. The mere fact of having heightened awareness and senses, it means that you have 
You have to learn sooner than later how to manage that so that you can have an effective and quality of li- a quality life. Because without it, you are a prime target for all of the stress, anxiety, and overwhelm that life can throw at you. So when things happen that are beyond our control, which things happen that are beyond our control, I could be a mess. I could be a mess or I can be empowered. And being empowered comes from having the tools, the equipment I need, and the awareness so that I can deal with what is and be able to help create what I would like it to be within the the realm that I have, the ability that I have. How would someone know if they are a highly sensitive person and if someone's listening and they have a child or they themselves are like that, what advice would you give them? Okay, I would tell them (laughs) saying, stop letting that affect you or what's wrong in the sense of um, maybe belittling or insulting the fact that they're still what may seem to be holding on to certain things. Have some empathy in the sense of maybe this person does not want to be holding on to this, but may not know how to let it go. Sometimes you have children who they just don't take a nap during the day. They may have to lay down, but it's not easy to go to sleep. Um, They may not go to sleep. You may also have children that have uh, digestive problems. I'm not talking about a diagnosed issue, but they have a sensitive system And it's easy for it to be affected if that child may eat the wrong thing. Noises may startle them to a degree. The point is, the sensitivity is in all areas. And mind you, this is not a disorder of some type. It's high awareness. And I'll give an example when it comes to, let's say, animals. I heard this analogy. I might not use the right animal, but hopefully you get the message. Let's say you have um, some animals that they are running to the bank they, they found some water and they, they want to drink. However, the crocodiles are in this water. So as the animals rush to it, the HSP, the animals that have that heightened awareness, they are not some of the first to get to the bank um, because they are aware of this dynamic. Now, others are just running headlong. They got to go. We got to get the water lest we die. We got to drink and here's some water. We all have to get the water. But someone is going to be the sacrifice for the crocodile. In general, it's not the HSP. It's because of the awareness. They're considering the atmosphere. They're looking. They might even see a few bumps or logs that are moving in the water. And so in the sense of the HSP, it's someone who um, it can be confused with maybe anxious thought. But it's just they're contemplating the different options. Um, That's in the mental sense. As far as the emotional sense. They feel their emotions very powerfully and they may linger. Um, And in the um, physical sense, like I told you, sometimes they're not able to turn it off and just go to sleep. They may lay down, but their eyes are still open. They're not quite asleep. And their digestive systems can be very sensitive. And sometimes they have some problems there, you know, that you just have to monitor their diet. So it's about an awareness to the things that are impacting the child and maybe even you as an adult and then learning to be sensitive with that. And then you can uh, sometimes teach strategies or coping mechanisms and sometimes just allowing the person to have a way of expression is helpful in and of itself. 
fill in the blank. Thank you, pandemic, because. Wow. Thank you, pandemic, because we have gotten to slow down. And sometimes we wouldn't do that. We wouldn't slow down unless absolutely forced. And in so many instances, we have been absolutely forced. So I feel like it's a way to stop and smell the roses. So pandemic, has you have helped us to actually slow down. And some of us, that is what we absolutely needed. Precious, talk about your ideal client. Who is your... My ideal client, I will... It's a, it could be a business, business owner. It can be a, um, a community. It's, it's someone or some institution, some entity that is aware of its need for greater connection. So that connection, it's, I say threefold is connection to your source. What is your source? When things get hectic, they're out of control you, you feel like things are beyond your control and your power. So what do you plug into to get your strength? And um, I'll compare it to a refrigerator. And we know what the fr- refrigerator does. It helps keep, keep the food cool. Um, it's temperature controlled so that nothing will spoil. But what's the secret of just putting food in a box such as that. Some may call it the ice box, but just putting it in in there is not enough. The way it works is it has to be plugged up. It has to be plugged up to its energy source and then the refrigerator works. Well, we can consider ourselves a refrigerator in that metaphorical sense. For us to work well and to keep the contents of ourselves cool, contained, where do we need to be plugged up? Who or whom do we need to connect to? What practices do we need to do that give us that connection? Second, what about our connection with ourselves? Do we like our own company? Are we able to handle time alone? If not, why not? What needs to happen? What do we need to do? Who do we need to be to become settled, comfortable with ourselves in our own space? And then thirdly, our connection with others. And it's funny, whatever people profess as far as a belief system or to not have one, the weight comes when it supports positive connection with others. Any system that teaches you or allows you to mistreat others, to walk over them, they don't count, they don't matter. There's there's a problem. But when whatever we believe, it helps us to value the sacredness of life. You know, um, you, you, we value plants. We need their, um, the, the gas they give off. They're beautiful. They beautify our surroundings. People value animals. Um, even if one crosses the road and we're driving, we don't just want to hit it. You know, if somebody does hit one, they probably will feel very bad because we that was life and we don't want to take it. How much more human life the value, the weight of it. So um, connections would definitely be where I would start. Connection with your source, connection with yourself, and connection to others. Oh, 
I think I answered your question. I'm trying to remember now. I know how it started off. If not, just redirect me and I'll add to it. You did. Thank you for that. Precious, what problem exists in the world today that you would like to? Okay. Well, when things were happening, and it wasn't new, it was just caught on tape about the killings that happened somewhat during the beginning of this pandemic. I knew that was not okay. It wasn't okay because it wouldn't be okay for it to be someone I know. It's not okay for someone I don't know because we all love our people. We all want to protect and care for them. And it's just not okay when harm comes knocking at our door. You didn't expect it. You, you, it's, not, it's not acceptable. My point is, I'll use an example from, uh, I'll use a Christian example from the Bible. Many people are familiar with this, regardless of your beliefs. Um, when Jesus was on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And I remember thinking at some point, what do you mean they don't know? They know what they're doing. They're chanting, they had chanted to crucify you. Um, they're poking fun. Instead of giving you water to drink, I think they gave you uh, maybe vinegar on, on a, um, you know, some contraption to reach to them. The point is, they don't know. Well, well, I understand now. My understanding is, oh, they can't really know what's going on. If they really knew what they're doing, who they're doing it to, and the purpose that I came for, they would not want to be on this side of the equation. Not if they really got it. Okay, bringing it down to today and what I want to help with. I want to help people gain understanding of how to live better in those three areas, truly. Um, and then specifically, when, when the crime is highlighted and the harm done to people, those committing those things or systems that allow that to be in place, you can't really know what you're doing. So someone said, what do you mean they don't know? Yeah, they know what they do. They know what they're doing. They, they're doing it every day. They don't care. People don't care. Um, they don't value human life. Yeah, but can you really know what you're doing? Do you really know the consequences that you could be reaping upon your head? Do you really know the damage that is being created in society and how the problems can become so deep that you don't even have the resources to know how to dig it out yet? Do you really know the damage that comes to people that lose um, understanding and empathy, how their humanity is compromised. So if you can do evil acts and sleep at night, do you really know what it's doing to you and what it will do to your offspring and how that will come back? Do you know the fears and anxieties that will invoke in you and into society? Um, my point is somebody's got to know, somebody's got to tell them, and somebody's got to hold us all accountable so that we don't self-destruct any worse than we have. So my goal is to help with understanding and accountability, because if we really knew, um, it's hard to imagine that as many as are now would continue the path they're on. So without knowledge and understanding, um, I feel like people can do things easier than if they really had some ability to understand and really knew their responsibility and accountability and what they could be reaping on their heads if they continue down evil paths. Uh, I just feel like somebody's, and not that no one is saying it, I'm just joining voices with those to say, no, 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 I need you to understand. And more than that, we need accountability tools 
to do the right thing, know what that looks like so that we can change course because we are capable. We can change course. So my goal is to help create experiences of of understanding and then accountability structures so that we can um, pivot, restructure, regroup, resystemize. We have to make some things different. And I believe it starts with understanding and accountability. We want to welcome Ebony. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, and as one of the things, the beauty about the platform here on Colin, if you have on Colin, if you have a question or you'd like to um, chat with us, feel free to raise your hand. So thanks again, Ebony, for joining in. Precious, tell us that story around how did you get into this work? Okay. Um, hmm, it's interesting because, again, I'll point back to the summer. I guess it was in 20 um, as to how I kind of came into this in, in more exclusively. With the traumas that were going on, the pandemic was enough, but then... Um, capturing a live death on TV and um, the, the, the aftermath. And then the continued um, harmings, maimings, and, and some killings that happened. Um, it was, again, it's impacting my soul. It impacted everyone, um, one way or the other. But I can only speak for myself. The impact, it was great. And so at the job that I had at the time, um, they were called to create an, um, what do you call it? Like a committee to respond to some of the things that were going on and to have a direction to make sure things were what they needed to be at that uh, establishment. And the person who was in charge of training, he set it up and he asked me to be a part. We had worked together on some other things. And so he asked me to be a part. I agreed. Then at some point, I was asked to co-chair, and I'm thinking, mm-mm-mm, no, I'm not going to be able to do it because I know how deeply I feel, and I know how much I was processing what was going on, and I, how, how I was in, in conversation with the Lord, like, Lord, temp, what, what, what are we supposed to do with this? How do you live here, and how do we maintain sanity with what's going on? So I was in dialogue, I was in growth, I was in deep thought, and I'm thinking, I just don't know that I have extra to deal with people in this space who don't get it or who um, a level of ignorance or a level of uh, a lack of empathy. I just, I just was, I felt like too raw to deal with certain things in certain settings. However, and I said, no, that wouldn't be able to do it. But then I had to weigh that. I, I contemplated, I talked to family members and I came back and I said, well, if you need me, and the person said, yes, I really do. And I realized that whatever I had and whatever I was working through, I could be needed for such a time as this. And so it wasn't about me then. It was what contribution I could um, could provide and what I was called to do. So I did. And being a part of that and the growth that happened and the connections that were made and the positive results, um, like I'm speaking to you of, of the understanding acknowledgement and accountability. There were good things I felt like that were on the horizon and that were taking place and that I was a part of that. Um, The growth just didn't stop, nor did the impact. And that was one of the um, pivotal moments as far as helping me to continue my path 
And in doing so and struggling with the name, it's just, it took time, but the equanimity piece, peace and balance are so important to me. It's, it's important to my temperament um, type. Anyway, however, I'm thinking everybody needs it. <laughs> so that appealed to me and I realized how much I needed it. I realized they've got their others who needed it just as much. And so I feel again, it's a responsibility. It's a calling to um, to be able to share and equip in a way to help people to gain some of that. And so that's, uh, in a short sense, some of what has impacted me to the point of where I am today. Precious, I want you to have a monologue and I want you to name this person living or not. And this person has inspired you so much Name the person, and what are you saying to that person? Hmm. Yes, that could be one of the questions. It's hard to make it just a person. Um, I will give one, and I will also say a lot of, to me, unnamed people. People that are not necessarily written in the history books. People who had to go to their graves without... um, you know, being recognized by the masses, but they were recognized by some. They were recognized by one and their legacy lived on and continued because they had to deal with um, with a reality that was unfair and that they were felt at times maybe powerless against, but they used what they had. So I'll start with, I'll, I'll name my grandmother. Um, I appreciate the fact, I appreciate her seeing some things in life her dealing with some hardships in life and still smiling. I appreciate that you suffered and you still taught your children to love and respect people. I appreciate that when things weren't fair and people were being harmed that you knew personally, you actually had the courage to speak up, to address it. And when it didn't change, you were there for them still, but in a different way. I appreciate that nothing stopped your light. Nothing stopped your light. And so I'm fortunate that that happened. I can say my on it from my grandmother. Um, But I also give tribute to those others out there. There are so many people whose names never got mentioned, who may or may not have finished much of formal schooling. But they had something in them that school can't teach you. Or I don't know if it can't help, but maybe to the degree they had it, school didn't do it. And so I respect your struggle. I respect your life and your light that you didn't allow this world to snuff it out. Talk about raising capital to um, fund your business. How did you raise the capital? Okay, that has been interesting. Um, Ideally, you start with some. (laughs) You try to start with some. And I did. And then I... I, um, got credit for some more and, um, it's been a journey. It's been a journey because it's, it's a risk. Anytime you invest in yourself financially, it's a worthy investment. You just don't know how and when you will get some of that payback. And so it's a continued, uh, 
risky journey, you want to say, and you get to determine the value of that in the sense of it being worth it to you. So yes, um, that has been an interesting area for me. I do not come from money. Um, don't have a silver spoon. I don't have just wealthy benefactors. Um, and I just feel like it's part of my circumstance to secure it the way I have through the means that I've told you from what I already had and what I have secured. Um, and it's, I think it's part of my journey in a good way because we can come at this thing from different angles and it's what we do with what we have. So that's what I'm doing. I'm doing with what I have and continuing to make room for more. And um, I'm, I'm optimistic, arms wide open, and I'm grateful for what I have and what is coming. Advice you wish you had. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a funny one because I could easily say wait a little longer, wait a little longer, um, build up more resources. Um, but then on the flip side, I don't think that that would have worked either because. I don't do well in focusing on multiple projects at once. I am um, I'm impacted and invested by, you know, simple things and without it having to be a lot because of, you know, maybe the, the intensity of how I work, part of the HSP part of, of absorbing things in. I don't do well with multiple things and requirements upon me. So not too many at once. Um so the fact that I took the course I took, I still think that was the best for me. Um, there maybe have been moments where if I knew the future, which I did not, I could have said, hmm, it might have made me pause. But um, I realized it had to be what it had to be. So that's the best way I can answer that. What is your super- My superpower is in connecting with people on a level and helping them to see things from another perspective. And in doing that, it's not in help trying to uh, manipulate people to change and see things my way. It's just a way of triggering thought. And so one of my superpowers definitely would have to be in triggering thought, but in a way where I'm not a, um, uh, I'm not someone, what, what's, I can't think of the term right off. I'm no threat. It's not a threat. It's just in a way of oh, another enlightenment. And so I think that is a superpower because people are left with their own power and thinking on things in a way that they can reap the benefits for, from that. Um, and I just like being a part of the connection process and the enlightening at times, if it's just presenting something differently or a question that helps people to think differently for themselves. I enjoy that whole process. I know it appeals to me, and I think it's something that I'm able to help and share with others that I'm able to connect with. Talk about mental health and managing your business. Okay. I realize I cannot do this business well unless I'm my first client. I have to have some stability of mind, some clarity, some 
mental health practices before I can employ any of this and before I can share any of it. So it is pivotal because if not, I'm a fake. If I'm promoting ways of equanimity and how to live in an overstimulating world and yet I'm not practicing things to help me stay grounded and sound. So it's a necessity and it also helps me get to the jewels. It helps me get to information and insight when I'm able to have a calm, settled mind amidst the chaos. That's the that's the power of equanimity. You know, it's not just having the peace a peaceful time because many of us can maybe go to a beach and be peaceful. But I'm talking about creating the beach in your mind, a beach setting when you're not in a beach, when you're in some chaotic environments, circumstances, and you carry that beach mentality with you. So it's absolute necessity for me to have um, good mental health to be able to do what I do and to support and help others to do so, to have the equanimity uh, in their approaches for business and in personal life, whatever it is they need to employ these practices in, I have to have it first. What is your weakness as an entrepreneur? Okay. um, Well, I am not one for some of the particulars. I would love to spend my time with people. I just love it. However, you got to do some other stuff too. (laughs) And some of the techie stuff, um, the promoting things, that, that realm is not my strength. And in being an entrepreneur, you have to learn a lot of things and you have to be at times every, let's say instead of every man and every woman, you have to be able to be a jack of all trades. And there are things that I can do, but those that I do better and that I shine in, I would, I do better in those areas because that's a strength. And the other, speaking of the, um, some of the particulars and some of the details of the, um, let's say in, in the clerical realm and or in the technical realm, those are not my strength. So what can we do right now to support your business? Well, one thing you can do, I am having a five-day challenge starting next week, Monday through Friday, 12 to 1 Central Daylight Time. You can come join me. I love to make positive connections and leave positive impact. So you can join me. It's the lifestylerevolutionchallenge.com slash join the challenge. You click on that and it'll take you straight to it. So that is definitely a way you could support me. Um, I'll also be having a three-month group coaching coming up shortly. And uh, that is another opportunity to get to the core of what I do. Um, That's not the lengthiest program I have, but that's just just one of them. So if you were to go to my website, you could see some more of my offerings at www.equanimitypartnersintl.com. And that's just the abbreviation for international. Um, And if you have a desire for greater depth, Um, When it comes to your relationships and your connections in business and in life, if you would need support to make your setting, your environment more equitable, which is just a term for being fair. If you recognize that things are not quite balanced, 
Um, I'm not having a good representation when it comes to cultures. You know, the people that I live with, but those that are represented as decision makers, tend it's not it's not balanced. So if there's something and you recognize that and you would like help with that, that's the way to support. Reach out and see how we can work together and come to your goals. So I hope that's clear and that helps to answer that. And so um, just for clarity purposes, because people will listen to this on the replay, your five day challenge is going to start January 17th to the 21st, 2022. Is that correct? That is correct. Thank you for that. That's correct. Yes, yes. Thank you for clearing that up. And I was sure to put the time zone because in this global world, we come from all different types. I mean, all different time zones. So, yes, that is accurate. You said central time zone. Is that correct? Yes, that's central time zone. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you for that. Sure. Let's talk about redo. Talk about an event in life or business that you would like to redo and hmm that's interesting too because so much of what I've done or who I am and how I've shown up it's been required for me to learn lessons that way I don't know if it was required or that's just how it happened so I'm generally not one for regrets it's a matter of learning so if I had to redo something, I could easily say, you know, some some jobs that were not agreeable, like maybe I could have bypassed that and just done something different. I don't know that that's fair. Um, even some decisions after college and deciding my life path and the direction and where I'd live and how I would do and what career. Um, I've looked back on it and I said, hmm. Hmm. But that's only if I knew then what I know now. And I think for me to get to now, I had to go through that also. So that that is difficult. Um, I'm not sure that I am able to say that I would redo it um, because I think it had to be what it had to be for me to learn and to be where I am right now. What have you not done in life that you dream about often that you would like to do? Okay, well, I know I would like to be in a space, financial-wise, where I'm able to create more good. It's when you have more, when you have more, you tend to have more options. And I look forward to having more options so that I feel like I can do greater good to a greater capacity. So I'm not there yet. I'm still preparing for it. So I would like to have more resources and make greater impact with how I use them. So that is something that I'm preparing for. Um, I already have some uh, mindsets laid out as to, okay, when I get it, I know I can do this, I can do this. And those things are not just, it's not for me. It's for good. The things that I'm able to do for good, the people I will be able to help um, and the options and opportunities I can create. So I look forward to greater resources. And so I'll have greater opportunity to do greater good. 
There are so many brands and businesses that are dominating. Talk about a brand or a business that's dominating that you admire and why. Yes, I, one of those, one of the, those organizations, I just, I feel good about Kellogg. I feel like they are not so much from what I have seen of them and not so much reactive as they are proactive in appreciating people and treating people fairly. And that stands out to me because at the end of the day, I realize it's still all about people. It's all about relationships and the quality of them. So they would be a company and organization that I feel um, I'm, I'm proud of in the ways that I've seen them stand out in the world today. What is a technology tool or a technology platform that is a must have for you in managing your business day to day? <laughs> right. That's the that's my area now that's uh, that I'm still building in. Um, I've I've learned a few. I have not really implemented um, too many of them. But what's helpful. OK, I can say this one. Is being able to have a digital calendar that helps me with scheduling. I think that's first, probably for me. And it's helpful because the good old pen and paper is good too. However, being able to have my information digitally to know what time an appointment is, to keep up with the date of when something is, um, to me, that digital calendar is crucial. So I, I'll, I'll say that piece. And who, what is the digital calendar that you're, that you're using? Well, I like Calendly. Okay. And then I also, um, right now I use Google, the Google calendar. Um, so it's just very basic for me right now. Um, and I appreciate how Cal Calendly, since it's connected with Google, I'm able to have them connected. I'm able to know if there, it won't, it won't schedule me for something if there's a conflict of time. So I don't have to figure it out like, oh, wait a minute. Do I have something this time? Wait a minute. I don't have to do that. When it shows up for that date, it already recognizes whether I have something at a particular time or not. So I appreciate how it's set up in that way. And I don't know if you know that the owner of um, Calendly, is mm -hmm. black owned or from the black diasporas? I did not, but yes. that makes me smile. <laughs> yes, it's, it's CEO. I hope I don't butcher his name. Topi Awantana. Awesome. I appreciate that. That's a wonderful fact. Yeah. So um, a lot of people use him. Um, just a lot of people that I know, um, not just um, African-Americans or black. And so I'll right. say from the black diasporas. Um, mm -hmm. Yes, and he has been doing very well with his calendar, so I'm sure that he would be glad to know that you've given him a shout out. I sure have. Tell him thank you. <laughs> <laughs> if someone yes. wrote a book about you, what would the title be? Okay, that could be interesting. Um, I could say... Um, let me see. I, I, 
make and make sense. And that she came, she conquered, she cared. I would like, like that. that. That's neat. I like that. Talk to a younger precious. What advice would you give to a younger precious? Yes. I would say, hold on, sweetheart. Hold on. Their times are tough and there are times you're not able to see the change you want. Um, you could be on a, maybe in, in work, in circumstances, and the emotions are high. I would just tell myself, just hold on, breathe, relax, and just just keep doing that. Each day will turn into another. You will grow. You will overcome. You will. So just take your time. You don't have to be rushed. You don't have to be at someone else's pace. Be gentle with yourself. Allow for your flaws and weaknesses. Yours are not bigger than anyone else's. Just allow for them. Be gentle with yourself. Take your time and change will come. What do you need right now that you don't have to move the needle forward? Okay, well, I would need, and this is helping, more publicity, exposure, and more resources, financial resources. So having the exposure, making the connections to find my ideal clients, because if if the time is not right or if I'm not your person, then that just is. But for those I am for, for those uh, where the time is right, and this is the connection that you need, I'm looking for you and I hope you're looking for me. So that's the part that's important to connect where the harvest is ready. I want to be there. And then the resources that will come as a part of that allow for greater growth and impact and influence. So that would be my answer. What is the best decision you've made? As a leader, it would have to be investing in myself and in starting my business, I did not know how much work I needed. <laughs> I, and I was, it was kind of shocking. And when I tally it all up one day, I'm going to be like, wow, the amount of money I spent. I didn't know I had that much. However, the investment in myself, each step took me another level that I wouldn't have gotten if I hadn't invested in myself. So for me to um, be humble enough and then proactive enough to do the work and to have the openness of mind and the humbleness of heart, um, that has created, is, is creating in my still in process of being able to support and help others and to be equipped for the work that is before me. So I, I have to learn and grow first and then walk in the power that I'm given and that I have uh, unashamedly, unapologetically walk in that power, claim it. And then I'm able to use that in the, in my work in building up others and impacting society and the world also. So I'm not equipped to do that until I'm equipped to do that. Well, I've gotten my equipment. So being able to invest in myself 
has helped me to become equipped and have the tools that I need that I have to work with. What is the best advice you were ever given? The best, okay. Hmm, advice though. I will say, my. I remember my grandmother telling myself and my cousin to make your own mind. I remember her saying that there are people who can't always think for themselves and someone has to make decisions for them. But when you have your own mind, you think for yourself. And she didn't probably have to say it a lot of times, but it stuck. I never forgot it. I didn't dwell on it a lot, but I never forgot it. And it became embedded. And I'm grateful for that. And if I could just slip one more in, I know my grandfather said, it's a mighty strong wind that doesn't ever change. And that let me know change happens and people can't stop it. Even a, even a wind, even the wind changes direction. And so that was helpful and I will say, because these are the three most um, pivotal people in my life, my life and in growing up, my mother, her her impact in teaching me that I really was just that special. I mean, look at my name. <laughs> she gave that to me. So that has been powerful as well. And it's lifelong. Precious, is there a social cause tied to your business? A social cause in the sense... Not one particular one. I cannot say there's one particular one. Um, and and it's, it's hard for me at times to narrow myself down to one title or one category. I am definitely for human, humanitarian efforts, for humanity, for fairness, for truth and justice. And I believe it's self-evident that we are created equally. I know conditions are not equal. And so I guess whoever, whatever it is that connects with that message, that cause, I likely can sign on to that because it's very basic and it's very profound because of the the simplicity of it. And it's all about um, how we treat others and our responsibility to treat people as they are, as people, no less than we are but people and what we would expect for, I will say, the highest life form on earth. We need to respect that. So not any one particular cause, I can't say. No, there's not. We've come to the part of our interview. It's called Rapid Round of Fun. And I'm going to ask you a series of questions and I'd like you to give me very quick answers. If there's something you desire not to answer, feel free to say pass. Are you ready for the rapid round of fun? (laughs) Okay, I'll say yes. Your favorite color? Mm, I like, oh, shades of green. It's a certain shade. I like green. Um, Yeah, I'll say that. Your favorite holiday? Oh, I've really learned to appreciate Thanksgiving. Your ideal car. Mm, Okay. I like the Range Rover or Land Rover. Depends on the the make, but in the Rover family. Your first job. Picking up sticks uh, and 
an employer's yard that my grandmother worked for. The last movie you saw? Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. You relaxed doing what? Mm -hmm. Riding. I like to ride in a car. Um, yeah, I like to ride or curl up and watch a good TV program. Your favorite singer or rapper? Mm-hmm. Love music. Um, one young lady who I, she just can sing and um, she puts her foot in it. I'm just going to say Jennifer Hudson. Your favorite dance song? I like Can't Get Enough by Tamia. It's a dance that goes to that song. What food you eat every week no matter what? <laughs> I'll say mm, grits and blueberry waffles. Your favorite month? Mm -hmm. I'm going to say my birthday month of October. I love the fall season, so I'm going to claim October. Work out or hit the couch? <laughs> oh, my. Well, let me give you the good answer. Um, no, I don't like to work out, but I do like to be active. So I like it to come naturally. I will say I enjoy a good walk. I don't necessarily go to the gym when you say work out, but I, I do like to um, walk outside for my exercise. So I'll, I'll choose that over the couch. Precious Fuller, thank you so much for joining us on Black Entrepreneur Experience Podcast. Before we let you go, share with our audience the best way for them to connect with you and to do business with you. And feel free to leave all your social media handles. Okay. Thank you so much. This has been awesome. I'm, I'm so grateful for the opportunity. So thank you so much, Dr. Francis. One of the best ways or the best way to reach out to me is LinkedIn. So that's uh, LinkedIn, H-T-T-P-S, your colon, slash, slash, LinkedIn.com, then slash, I-N, slash, Precious Fuller, hyphen, diversity, hyphen, equity, hyphen, inclusion, hyphen, specialist. So if you're already on that platform, just Precious Fuller, you can find me. Another way to connect with me would be through my website, um, www.equanimitypartnersintl.com. You can reach me through that and you can schedule a time to meet with me. And my Calendly is linked there. Um, and um, those would probably be the two best ways. That's the main, those are the main ways that I'm accessible. And if you reach me through my um, email, then we can connect through email. I mean, if you connect through my website, we can also connect through email. Um, I can just give you that empowered, E-M-P-O-W-E-R-E-D, to live well, all spelled out, T-O-L-I-V-E-W-E-L-L, at gmail.com. So that's how they can reach me. Thank you, Precious. That's a wrap. Thank you so much. Everyone be blessed and be safe. Absolutely.